All right, all right, welcome back. Episode 97, Four Train Savages podcast. The Yankees just cannot lose, Rob. Uh, just took 9 out of 10, uh, 5 out of 6 from the Rays and the Jays with a sweep in there, obviously. Um, Yanks are now 49-17. and 17. Guess we're going to have to wait a little bit for the 50th win, Rob. Big 5-0, I suppose. Uh, it's Father's Day, dude, so happy Father's Day. <laughs> um but yeah, Yanks are 11 games up, still absolutely rolling, and this is just getting kind of ridiculous at this point. Uh, How are we doing? <laughs> it's um, They're doing some amazing things, and uh, we were just talking prior to recording, and we talked about this loss today. If it was in any other situation, the Yankees not winning the games that they have been winning prior, we would be mad and we would be upset. Um, and there may, may still be fans that are maybe taking this a little bit too much to the heart. I, I, I Weirdos. Where you could say that. <laughs> um, but the Yankees just are clicking on all cylinders as of now. And um, we said how it, how we were talking uh, prior to recording of, of this way of this, this loss, maybe keeping them a little humble, giving them a little humble pie. Um, mm-hmm. But it, um, this team overall and I, I keep relaying it back to what we watched last year, but if you're a Yankees fan, like I just want to be <laughs> sure that if you're listening to this podcast or if you're talking about the team online or you're talking with your friends or you're talking with – like appreciate what they're doing right now. Appreciate what this stretch is because we don't know – in the next month where it's going to happen what if what the postseason is going to look like like this is the one of the most fun teams in the moment that i've been able to watch uh that's been in pinstripes like this is a very fun team for my favorite baseball team and it's just really cool to watch the the rizzo walk off on uh thursday night just electric and we just come into the games now and we think we're not that stressed. Like even today, when they were went down ten eight, I said to myself, "Well, there's a good chance that they're going to come back." And obviously, Rizzo hit the home run. They got some ducks on the pond. It didn't end up shaking out the way that they wanted it to, but they have just been such a resilient team that you just say, like, like you have more faith in them than you have in pretty much in this past six years that we could say 20 the 2017 mm-hmm. team the 2018 team 2019 team uh 2020 of course and last year for certain um like this is a very fun baseball team to be watching and i just hope that yankee fans listening are appreciating what they're seeing and just enjoy what they're watching because this is just really fun to watch yeah i think literally rob fun to watch is like an understatement at this point. I mean, they're fully loaded from top to bottom. I mean, this team lost literally Stanton, Donaldson, uh, Johnny Laza, Chapman, and and didn't even blink for the most part. I mean, we got Clay Holmes, who I said to Rob this morning, I was like, dude, if he's going to keep pitching like this, I, I legitimately think he should deserve some Cy Young candidacy because he's he kind of – you put Clay in the game right now, and he's just like, okay, you face a batter, he's going to get him out <laughs> in some in some fashion. Um, 
they kind of look like they're on a tier of their own, dude. I think they have the best record in the American League. I know yesterday it was by eight games over the Houston Astros. Um, the record sounds crazy, being 49 and 17, but I'm just going to like remove the wins from it and think that we're on it's June 19th and they've lost they've lost 17 games. I told Rob today they could play Rob I told you we could, that we could play 500 baseball until October 5th or 6th whenever the playoffs start and there'll be a 97 win team. This is what which is f- 5 games better than last year. Yeah, 500 baseball the rest of the year. This is what happens Nuts. when you put the bad teams away and a reminder to the fans that were not Yankee fans that were talking smack about them not being able to beat quote unquote good teams. They just swept the Rays, and yes, for the most part, they they should have swept the Blue Jays today, who came in as prohibited favorites in the American League with a lot ridiculously, of and um, they have defied the odds of their own fan base and we're guilty in this of thinking that we thought mm-hmm. this would be a good team like we thought this would be a 90 win team a playoff team but they are showing to be more than that a lot more than that and like you said if they go 500 for the rest of the year they're gonna they're gonna win at least 97 games and um but that's like not even gonna happen yeah the <laughs> <laughs> but the like the the they are just – you look at the holes in the lineup or the holes out over on the team overall, and the only place that we can pick out is left field with Gallo and Hicks. And how about Trevino pinch-hitting for Gallo today? That was interesting. Uh, yeah, that was kind of In a awesome. series where Gallo actually hit a home run and was spraying the ball around um, and getting a little more hot there. But, like, they – it's the – the vibe of the team is completely different within that locker room. It seems like a guy like Rizzo just made such a big difference and perfect Yankee and judge is playing amazing and acting like a leader. You see Stanton getting all animated today and, and he comes back, he's struggling a little bit, but we got to wait for him to get super hot again. Um, they just, and, and the, the starting pitching has just been, (laughs) insane man and and for there's fans that or people around the league and other fan bases like they're saying oh like, they've been doing it now for like eight nine months of baseball that you could say like yeah. Jameson Tyone Jordan Montgomery obviously Luis Severino only this year but he looked like a you know he had the five earned runs but because of the mistake of the leaving runners on base in the last part of the game. But the pitching staff is just – they are set up the best that they have been in this past years to win a championship. And I will – this is the year for them to attack because you look around the American League, you made the, you made the point of the Astros. I don't see – at least anyone – this is the path finally to get to the World Series that I've been asking for at the bare minimum. Like, this mm-hmm. is the time to do it, and they can do it. I think they are capable of it. They have, they can go out and the hole in the lineup or the hole in the team of the left fielder, like, they can address that. And I'm sure Cashman is looking at the situation right now. He said, okay, this is our time to pounce, and they will probably make a deal at the deadline, I would, I would hope. And this is the time to – to make it happen and and fulfill 
this void that Yankee fans have been having for a championship now for a decade plus and get it done with the with yeah. the team with Judge before he goes into a contract year or uh, obviously his contract year before he goes into free agency and like like this is the best possible team that they've had in this past stretch and um took a little while I would say because we were saying like, this yeah. is the year where like you know, after 2017, we're so we're, we like we're right there, and we're like we're, we're super been ready hungry for it. And we're, Yankee fans have been ready. Like this is the time that I am now fully invested because I was a little hesitant in past years, but now I'm like, okay, I think they can do it. I really do. So, uh huh, dude. And it seems like I think the thing that at least with me in this team is there's there's no passengers on this team. If you know what I mean, kind of. I feel like in years past, like, you know, you have Garrett or you have CC as kind of your horse or w- whatever the case may be. Um, or Tanaka or uh, Sevi, obviously. But this year, I mean, you have legitimately five starters that all continue to just one-up each other. I think a, a legitimate argument can be made that Garrett Cole has probably been the least productive out of all. I was going to make that point today. <laughs> yeah, out of, out of all five Yankee starters. I mean, I, just looking at the numbers in front of me, I, I don't want to make that point almost, Rob. I mean, I'm a huge you know, Garrett supporter, as we both are. But what you put on the, the stat sheet is kind of what you put on the stat sheet for the most part. And... Um, there's just no passengers. No one. We're not picking up slack for everyone. I mean, Jose Trevino, dude, he has a 128 OPS plus. Glaber Torres is back to literally being an elite second baseman in, in Tyler's eyes. Um, and and like you said, I mean, the hole at left field. I do think they'll address something in some way at the trade deadline because I think you know we've seen Cashman go for it when he thinks they have a chance, but. In, in some world, if they don't go get a left fielder or another outfielder, whatever it may be, if the worst thing on my team is Joey Gallo or Aaron Hicks batting ninth or eighth, yeah. fucking whatever, dude, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good... It's a good time. It's a good time. And there, you know, there's going to be times where I'm sure when we get into the dog days of summer where we'll hit a down stretch, but... I was thinking, Tyler, that this is uh, – we have obviously two more big series ahead of us with Tampa this week and mm-hmm. then Houston again. But to take five out of six, like – Oh, my good goodness gracious. Come on, dude. You, yeah, you it's be dumb. It's just dumb at this point, Rob. I mean, I remember being on this pod literally three weeks ago, and we were both like, hey, we have a stupid amount of injuries right now. If we play 500 or a little better for the next couple weeks, like we're cool with that. And they and they legit were like, "Hold my beer, Tyler and Rob. <laughs> like I'm just gonna win every game." <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, so yeah, the uh, I'm also I got a little cough, a little lingering cough. I actually got COVID recently. I finally that that Vin. got me, got me after two years. Um kicked my ass on Tuesday night but I still still I still stuck through that game on Tuesday night uh to watch Nestor uh pitch and get that win um but yeah so uh, going through that a little bit I feel a lot better now but let's uh let's hop in real quick and run through the Tampa series this was a this was a fun one um mm-hmm. just the the series overall the first one was, the first game was um 
I want to say un- eh, kind of underwhelming, I guess, because the only offense that we get in this one was from IKF with a two-run um, RBI uh, single. Puts us up 2 nothing, and then throughout the rest of the game, Eric, uh, Garrett Cole, six innings pitched, five hits, one walk, seven Ks. Uh, the way I think it was trouble in the uh, the fifth, right, Tyler? Um, or was yeah, it- somewhere in there. I, I was going to mention, I mean, Cole – Pretty much clearly did not even have his best stuff in this game, and he went six shutty with seven Ks. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it was a very good outing by him, and uh, he had some laboring opportunities, but that big double play that he was able to get across, um, and and I think there's some IKF defense in this game too uh-huh. that were big. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, then I mean, dude, just looking at the pitching line in this, Garrett, Wandy, King, Clay, those are kind of your horses right now. Uh, Those are your high leverage dudes. You're yeah. You were saying that um, you were a big fan of Wandy being in a bigger role and uh, a high. Le- he is a high leverage reliever in this moment in time, and that's how you could treat him. Obviously, today he had a little bit of trouble, um, but like I have on the trust tree, Wandy has certainly moved up. Um, where I think the time that to me he really. I opened my eyes a bit was I don't know if this is the same for you but remember last year around the Field of Dreams game I think the Atlanta game no that too the Atlanta game was big (laughs) but the Field of Dreams game I think he came in and then Jolie Rodriguez had a big stop in that game too um the Yankees didn't end up winning that game for uh that was Tim Anderson at the end but he came in and he was a stopper um but Wandy increasingly has like that you, you like you said the Atlanta game but he has built himself up to being a person on on Yankee fans trust tree where they say okay Wandy's coming in I feel comfortable I don't feel like I'm going to want to throw myself out a window or <laughs> or bang my head against the wall or what have you um but yeah he he had a good outing um no one runs in this one for the Yankees so they 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 were able to uh you know be stoppers uh, Clay Holmes gets another save I will get to him a, a little later um game two we win this one four three Nestor on the bump Nestor goes five and a third three hits one earned run four k's three walks um yankees uh jump out early in this with a a judge solo home run and then kyle higashioka is finally hitting tyler which is very nice he is uh that cubs game gave him more confidence with his first two home runs and then he homered again today uh but in this game two against tampa he homered puts us up for nothing and the rays tried to crawl back in this but the yankees were luckily able to uh stop them there we have in this one uh uh, Litke came in for a clean inning. Um, Miguel Castro did not have the best week. I will get it get to him in the second series. Yeah, I, I think I think Litke came in and inherited Castro's runners. Yeah, but yeah, not a great showing from from Lucas, our friend Lucas, or uh, Miggy Castro here. Um, kind of a little bit of a nail biter, Rob. But you know, we're, we're, like we've been talking about, we're kind of at the point, dude. I don't want to say we're not stressing over games because, you know, we still have a lot of baseball to go. But we're just like they're just consistently getting it done that they're kind of never at. We're, ever. we're saving our stress for October. 
is what you're saying. Yeah, it would be nervous wrecks for weeks. Um, <laughs> Hopefully weeks. Clay Holmes gets another save in this one. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, best closer in baseball right now. Um, game three, opener game because Seve was uh, false positive test. Speaking of COVID, um, mm-hmm. he was feeling under the weather. But it, it turned out to not be COVID. Uh, I think they figured it out after this game was over. Um, but this one took a little bit of while to, uh, for anyone to get runs on the board. Top of the fifth, Mejia homers. Rays go up one nothing, and then Rizzo ties the game in the bottom of the sixth. Ties it at 1-1, and then Rizzo comes up at the end of the game. And, dude. Ridiculous. Awesome. Perfect Yankee. Awesome. I mean, this guy is has been I have been a I was hesitant on him because I saw the other options in Freeman and Olsen as who are both playing very solid. They're not bad and they're they're they will probably be good for years to come, but Rizzo has ingratiated himself well with the team and Jack Curry tweeted this out. Uh, I think his – I don't know what his average is right now, but his average is around 220. and 231, Rizzo, right now. Jack Curry, I think at the time he was batting like 215 or something around there because he had a hot week. Um, but Jack Curry was like, he's the best 215 hitter in baseball easily. Like yeah. the stats do are not – or that batting average is not doing him justice, which is very, very true because I think him and Judge are both like top five in – um, RBIs in the American League. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this dude has been a very good Seven. player, and I I'm willing to own up to any hesitant takes that I had on him and how I felt about him coming in initially, just because of my frustrations of the team last year. But now him in a full fresh season has been very good. Yeah, he's he's literally the perfect Yankee to kind of stick in the top of the order. I mean, I I think we kind of forget too, Rob. Rizzo had a terrible, terrible May, but the dude still is slugging 500. He has the fourth highest on base percentage on the team, the one, two, the third highest OPS on the team. I mean, he's just raking. I feel like we, when he got up, I mean, we all saw it on Nestor's mic'd up that the Yankees put out. Um, he knew we had a walk off coming. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like. You know, just as a fan, you just almost weren't even surprised. No. Not in the slightest. We we were at a point um, during this winning streak, it's like, are, are they going to lose? I don't know. Yeah, ever. Yeah. It just literally doesn't feel like they can. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's fans, like, if that – any non-Yankees fan that comes across this podcast and is listening to this point, or just in general, because Yankee, Yankee fans are – Yankee fans are strutting their shit right now. Rightfully uh-huh. so. Because Dude, look who we th- now nah, go for because it because nah, they they just they came in and it was like, ah yeah the Yankees aren't there they'll be a playoff team they'll but, be I, yeah. and and their fan we we admitted it our fan but now that we see we what the team we have we're like okay never mind expectations change and just how ha- just how the whole the organization changed dude I mean we've talked about for at least. Not on this pod, but, you know, Yankee fans in general have talked for like five years now how we just can't really develop pitching. Or we get pitchers. They come to New York. Thank you, Matt Blake. they suck. Yeah, they suck when they come here. And Matt Blake was on one of uh, John Boy's uh, pods the other day. I listened to that. And 
he didn't even I guess Cashman called him for an interview and he thought he was just kind of blowing smoke up his ass and was just almost like uh, trying to get information out of him slash PR stunt type of thing but dude in this final game against the Rays the Yankees did not like the people they threw in this game obviously it was supposed to be Seve start but they went Clark Schmidt Ryan Weber Marinaccio to Mike King they didn't really care what happened in this game, and they just won. Like that was the formula, and they didn't really care what was going what was going on. Marinaccio was going to get high leverage innings if he need if if that was the situation, and he got him. Same with Weber and Schmidt. Weber called up, uh, sent right back down. DFA'd right after. It almost it feels really bad because that's like the nature of the business, I guess. But yeah, it's phenomenal. It's just that literally who they threw in this game is just why I'm like. They, they can't fucking lose, dude. Like, they don't even know how. It's, uh, it was, that's what I was saying to myself. I said, they just threw those guys out there and kept it with, they only gave up a run, a single run to the Rays, who are a good team. Like, they're, they're a good team. Yeah. We're going to continue to say that they just beat two very solid teams. And I, I made the point that it's as if they're using the American League East as their as their personal punching bag right now. I think the record oh, not, yeah. I think the record right now is around 30 and 11 or like 31. I re- I remember or no no no, um like 24. Or so the last time I remember it was like a few game it may have been two games ago. So it was like 24 and 10. So now it's got to be like 26 and 11 cuz it's just they are they're taking care of business in the division, which is the best thing you could possibly do because you're facing those teams each time, 18 times, each each of those teams. So mm-hmm. that's all you can ask, and and that's what they're able to do. And uh, to have the Rays to split with them the last time on a very injured trip to Tampa to yep, then in Florida. have them come back to the Bronx – and sweep them after you just sweep the Cubs, uh, as Susan would say. Oh my good goodness gracious! It's pretty good, dude. Pretty good. So, um, let's do before let's go into the uh, Blue Jay series. But before we do that, we'll do our savages of the series. Tony Rizzo for me, man. Just uh, amazing. Just really, really good. Um, culture setter. Really good first baseman right now, hitting the ball well. Uh, James Smythe put out a stat that I tweeted out. This was prior to their last few games, but they were the first trio in Yankees history, or was it baseball? No, Yankees history to have at least 13 home runs and 40 RBIs through the first 60 games of the season, and uh, that's just not offensive production that we were getting well, that was from Stanton and Judge, but then pair that with Rizzo, and then if you want to say, well, Glaber's playing well now, and then you have the rest of the... Like, that's offensive production we were missing last year out of the first base position. position. And I know Luke Voigt's actually been playing pretty well now, but we weren't getting that last year. It, yeah, it's... I mean, I can't... Yeah, I can't even wrap my head around most of it because teams just has a different aura, dude. And Rizzo, I think is a, obviously a huge part of it. I think it went from kind of Judge and Stanton being almost the expected leaders, and Stanton's more of a quiet guy. Judge, obviously, you know, natural-born leader for the most part. But um, they bring in two dudes like Rizzo and Donaldson, and they just kind of 
were literally like the glue of the clubhouse. It's like the missing puzzle piece almost. Because now it seems like there's a ton of dudes that have been there, done that. So now let's get it done instead of, you know, judging Stanton trying to carry some young dudes. Um, you know, so much less put pressure on Glaber now and everyone else for the most part. But, yeah, great MVP, Rob. Can't argue with it. Um, I'm going to do something. Don't know if it's allowed, honestly. Um, but I got to go. I want I want to give it to Clark and Ryan Weber, dude. Can I, I do that? I think you can. innings pitch, dude. Uh, Three hits, one earned, six Ks. Hell, throw in Marinaccio, too. Yeah, kind of have to, I guess. Yeah, so Marinaccio, too. I'm giving it to the whole, the dweeb squad. (laughs) Even though though I've said I want Clark to play a big role on this team, and I do think he will. And Marinaccio's no joke, either. He had a couple rough patches, but dude's got stuff, bro. I'm giving it to all three of them. There we go. And Lee... Mike King, you've just been so good all year that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're back to being dominant. I expect it again. Yeah. Um, MVP of sucking for this series. They stink! Uh, so I'm going to go with Aaron Hicks because he was one for six. He only played two games, three strikeouts. So I know we've been taking him off for game sweeps. I don't know if you're going to do the same, Tyler, if you're mm-hmm. going to take off for this for MVP of sucking. But, you know, Hicks got the one hit in this this series, but I had to – I don't know if I'm just piling on. He had a good series the next one because he had a big, the big, uh, one big uh, at big bat double. to yeah to blow it open. So um, yeah, but you know he didn't perform well that that well. That's fair. Uh, but. No, I'll, ho- I'll hop on the train, dude. We uh, we sweep too much, so we have to now. People have got to start getting MVPs a sucking. Yep. Since it's not this big thing anymore, we just sweep every other day. Um, <laughs> jokes, obviously, but Miguel, dude, I'm gonna go with Miguel Castro. Um, he kind of tries to give one away there, and I like we liked what we saw a lot at the beginning of the year. I'm not saying you're bad right now. You're I don't expect you to be a high leverage reliever, but let's keep close games. You know, let's keep let's close keep the games, distance close games. Yeah, let, let's keep the distance as far away from tied or, you know, lead changing uh, as possible. So I don't like kind of, you know, we could have possibly went away from Clay Holmes in this game too, but give up two runs. Um, you're not going to be able to do that. Clay's been getting a lot of work. So anytime we can kind of save his arm for a, a bit, um, I'd like to do that. So, you know, this is Yankee nitpicking, Rob. It's Miguel Castro for me. Yes, yes. Um, and in this series, Tyler. Miguel or um, Clay Holmes tied the uh, record by Mariano Rivera for the longest streak of 28 scoreless appearances of Mariano Rivera, and then the next series he broke that streak or broke mm-hmm. the um, the appearances streak at 29. And like you said, is it in the cards that he gets some votes potentially because he has been that dominant and before we head into the series i wanted to address the comments by boone um and i'm not calling out boone this oh, could, about about clay yes this could be coming okay. from cashman or i don't know where or it's this just blowing from. smoke but dude you can't have that guy who just broke the record of mariano rivera in back in 1999 and i i it's a re- whatever. It's a record, but he is pitching so well right now, and what we saw from Araldis Chapman this year deems him no, just 
like we talked I talked about this it's an ego thing there's no seniority there dude but th- I knew that there was gonna be the well you know we're gonna work well, chappy in here <laughs> we're gonna do like no dude how about no like <laughs> how about no ain't no fucking way stop I can't do this like <laughs> so I'm I really hope that's him just blowing smoke to the media and that they but what they've shown us in the past is they show him because of how much they're paying him and his ego and him coming back and I, we're all a little skeptical of how hurt he actually was and how timely it was with him being bad and that we we know the phantom IL stints are very heavy with Araldus Chapman yeah so i dude those I, I just I really hope that they just say, dude, you're being the a setup, or you're being a long reliever because that's Clay fair. Holmes is yeah. way too good right now. We're gonna learn more once once we see where they're willing to pitch Chapman. Because personally, listen, if we're doing the whole closer situation and we have to have a quote unquote closer, I know this is like different. This is like new age stuff, obviously, in the last like three to five years. If we're doing a traditional closer, who he's only pitching the ninth, I want it to be Clay Holmes. Hundred times out of hundred times. Yeah, hundred times out of hundred times. But if they're doing what Boone kind of said they're going to do, and he wants—I've always been on. Okay, I want to pitch my best pitcher in the, the toughest spot. If there's first and second no outs in the bottom of the seventh, and I'm facing, you know, Springer. Bo Vladdy, then I'd rather have Clay Holmes pitch that inning than probably the ninth inning if we're up four two and they're facing seven eight nine. Very true. If we need to ask him to get a five out save, I sure. But we just, just know. pick his lanes. I think Chapman should only face lefties, and he should only have a very short leash. He should have specific lanes he goes into. Yeah, Clay Holmes, dude. I I tweeted this twice yesterday because the stat is so stupidly mind boggling to me. ERA plus, for those that do not know it, is like OPS plus. And I know I'm obsessed with all these plus stats, but ERA plus, the league average is 100 for a pitcher. Clay Holmes has an ERA plus of 1,352, Rob. That is 1,200% better than the league average pitcher. That's, uh, it's, that's pretty it's good. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It shouldn't even be allowed, dude. And for reference, you know, we were just talking about how good Mike King and Wandy Peralta are. Mike King, 157 ERA+. plus. Wandy Peralta, 255 ERA+. plus. If you want to pick another top-of-the-end reliever in all of baseball, go look at Josh Hader. His is 456. Yeah. So he's that much better than just Josh Hader, dude. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Uh, yeah, it's pretty So pretty Chapman awesome. should have no warrants over him. Just pitch Clay against the best in the most high-leverage Situation where the most runs could potentially be allowed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, man. I just I don't need to be seeing that dude. I I would really like I I at this point I would debate prior to maybe this week, but you could have told me Miguel Castro was getting time in bigger spots than Araldis Chavin, and I'd that's be, fine. Too, I, yeah, I'd be like, sh- <laughs> I'd be like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't like Araldo. Yeah, we do not like Araldo's Chapman. Clay Holmes, .28 ERA, by the way. Stupid. Just stupid. Um, all right. Game one of the uh, Toronto series at Rogers Center. Jordan Montgomery on the bump in this one. Goes six innings pitched, six hits given up, two earned runs, one walk, five Ks. 
They go ahead. Uh, the Blue Jays score in the bottom of the second, but then uh, the Yankees tack on a run in the uh, tack on two more runs in the fourth with a uh, Glaber double. Glaber's getting hot. He's staying mm-hmm. hot. Uh, Higgy with a uh, fielder's choice, I believe, on this one. Um, and then uh, in the top of the fifth, Giancarlo Stanton, Homer, DJ LeMayhew, Homer. That was a back-to-back. Then uh, Joey Gallo with a double to get Glaber in. They go up 6-1. Anthony Rizzo with a grand slam. I tweeted this out. It was not a grand salami. This was a grand gabagool for Tony Rizzo. <laughs> Italian heritage. We love a it. Gabagool. The gabagool. Tony Rizzo, uh, Grand Slam. Uh, the Blue Jays tacked on another two runs before the top of the ninth where Joey Gallo gets a two-run home run, and we finish this one with a 12-3 win. Just amazing after a – just after the day directly after the walk-off, they put up a, a 12 spot. So uh, we love that. Uh, that's awesome. It's, yeah. um, game number two, Jamison Tyone on the hill in this one. Five and two-thirds. Uh, four hits, four walks, eight K, zero earned runs. Jameson Tyone is working himself to get a bag this winter. Like he's going to he's get, gonna get paid, paid, paid. He makes the All Star team. He's gonna have a, if he has a sub if he has a sub three ERA. I don't know if he'll have a sub three ERA, but if he, that dude has a sub three ERA with what he's doing right now, he's going to get like close to seventy five mil at. Yeah, I, I don't know how many go years even more, but, dude. Yeah, he could do like that guy's gonna get paid, and because he, he proved for since last July to prove what he did last year, and then for a full season if he does it, like that's a lot of money for him. So good, good for Jamison Tyone. Even further reason why I told you like we gotta win this year. Um, yeah, this one we got bases loaded in the top of the fourth. Aaron Hicks, Tyler, in a big spot is the Hicks driving in. force to win this game. Um, IKF doubles also in the top of the six to give us a, some more insurance with a four nothing, but uh, we win this one four nothing. Um, pretty. They didn't want to even win this game, Rob. Yeah, I just Matt Carp's leadoff, no Stanton, no Donaldson. Yeah, you took a little issue. They with don't. The lineup. They don't even care, dude. I love it though. <laughs> like I've we've well, said this. Well, dude. past years we would have been saying what the hell. Like yeah, so. But when I say they don't even care, I'm like, they don't even care who they roll out there at this point because they're just so good. Yeah, hopefully they don't this fall in that g- too game. much. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, ab- absolutely. But, I mean, they're they're in the midst of a pretty wild stretch. They had their two days off, and then I think they got to play another. I think this stretch is like 20 games in 21 days or 21 games in 21 days, something like that. But they sat a bunch of people, dude. Um and they gave the the one guy that the Yankees cannot hit, Alec Manoa. They went out and put put up a four spot in five innings against them, mm-hmm. with half the team on the bench, dude. Someone make it make sense. Uh, Dylan Lawson, thank you. I think you new said, Yankees you, hitting coach. <laughs> I think you said, dude, if they hit Manoa, this team is legit or not legit. Yeah, but they're just, they're, just, they're not going to lose. Absurd. That's almost what it feels like, dude. I mean, four four nothing. It's not like, yeah, they put up four against Manoa. Cool, four runs, like whatever, I suppose. But just another, another stellar performance, legitimately top to bottom. I mean, 
J-Mo, obviously, like you said, goes five and two-thirds. J-Mo, Mike King, Clay Holmes. Who's going to hit Mike King and Clay Holmes? The, I yeah. forgot Chad Green's even hurt, dude. Like, <laughs> Laz is not even on the team right now. This is the... It's bonkers, Rob. This bonkers. is the game that I think uh, Holmes broke the record. Um, hopefully yes. he keeps it going. See how long he keeps it going because that dude is just going dummy this year. Just absolutely insane. Uh, he's also, like, huge, Rob. Yeah, he's I a think big he's, dude. He's, uh, I, I was looking at his baseball reference page, and let me just pull up his actual, uh, you know, whatever. 6'5", 245, bro. He's a big dude. Big boy. <laughs> big dude. Um, bowling balls. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, game three. Severino on the hill in this one. Five innings pitch, five earned runs, four walks, nine Ks, three hits. As I said kind of early on in the episode, um, Sevy looked good um, outside. You know, mm-hmm. he gave up that home run to Vladdy. That was a, like just a like it was had no elevation. It just was like a line drive out. It just got out. Um, but he left some runners on, and then uh, they kind of just feast feasted. Um, and unfortunately, in that sixth, they got those runners in. Um, and then the Grand Slam. Um, or was it a Grand... No, it wasn't a Grand Slam. Was it a Grand Slam? Yeah, Guriel hit a, gra- hit a Grammy. Grand Slam. Um, mm-hmm. But well, to go over, Vladdy, home run. Glaber Torres, home run, stays hot. Uh, Josh Donaldson, also first inning. Uh, he gets plunked by Kikuchi, and he did not take exception to it. I don't think Kikuchi legitimately did it on purpose, but we know that the Blue Jays and the Yankees have had a little bit of bad blood this year. I don't Donaldson's think he's having a bad day. I think he was just <laughs> upset that it was in his old. I think he has a little um, bad blood towards his previous team and the way that it shook out, as you would understand. Um, yeah. And then Donaldson in the top of the third hits a two-run bomb and just gives you one bat flip that'll be relayed on highlights for a while. Um, And then Judge in the top of the fifth, doubles, gets in. uh, Gallo, they go up 4-2. Glaber, then another double, goes up 6-4 to score two more. Uh, Springer hits a home run to make it 6-3. Higgy, again, home run. Then Gonzalez, home run. And then that's when the Guriel um, homer. And then the Teoscar Hernandez uh, comes back in the bottom of the seventh and does his own pimp job to get back mm-hmm. at Donaldson. So we know that these two teams do not like each other whatsoever. Um, very uh, accurate of, of the depiction of what they are, um, the dynamic. Yeah. And then uh, Anthony Rizzo, top of the eighth, homers, uh, came in to pinch hit, which is really hard in general just to pinch hit and be able to do that. Um 9-10, and then the last inning, I believe they were able to get Stanton on third, and, and Hicks. Yep, runners on the corners. Hicks was able to get a get a little base hit there, um, but grounded out. Wasn't meant to be uh, a hard pill to swallow, a hard game to lose, but. Uh, I don't even care. We don't even really. It's <laughs> After a nine-game win streak, you just say, all right. Whatever. I literally think that this game, them losing this game, will do more for them than if they won it. I know it probably makes. We just gotta sense. hope that it doesn't do the alternate, and that they lose the series against Tampa, and then they look like shit against Houston. Yeah, we'll be coming back to this game, and we'll say we'll be upset. Yeah, we'll be upset, obviously, but I don't think they want to feel that way again. 
And I take a couple things away from this game, Rob. One of them being, we know this for the most part. When the Yankees talk shit, dude, they they lose. It's it's just a, a weird thing that happens. Like last year, I remember um, when Gary and Judge like did something against Houston around the bases, and we had the six run eighth inning. Um, I don't know who they were talking shit to this year, but the same thing happened at the beginning of the year. Donaldson bat flips and then we lose. I I don't know what it is, but uh, the, the Yankees stink at talking shit. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I really do. I mean, there's it's like we talked about this when I think their like 13 or 14 game winning streak came to an end. They lost by one run and they had the bases loaded in the ninth. These are the games they're gonna lose, dude. They're that good that they're gonna lose with runners on the corners down one in a 19 run game in June. Because they're going to become that close to Wayne. They're not about to get mopped out here. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of resiliency as opposed to previous seasons. Um, <laughs> that is refreshing. Um, but, yeah, we're not going to lose our shit over this loss. Um, so our savages of the series for this one. Glaber Torres, just stud performances, man. And he, he is officially... Uh, back he is playing very good baseball the resurgence is real and he is playing himself whereas it looked very sort of bleak for him as after the last two seasons a shortened season and then a full 2021 he looks like a does he look like the superstar glimpses but he's very good. Like he's playing very good baseball. Um, I think over the last his last fifteen, I think he's hitting over three hundred, and uh, close to like fifteen RBIs or something, or not fifteen, like close to twenty RBIs, something like that. I uh, could be wrong on it. I I think yes was showing it on the pregame, but nonetheless, Glaber's playing really good baseball, and this is something that we asked of him that he wasn't necessarily like the one of the factors that's going to really stir the drink completely for the Yankees this season but he was a very big factor in you know we were talk Tyler we were talking maybe in in April we were talking like, his bad start in April we were saying is this dude like are we just going to have to dump him and just not have him on the roster and just yeah i was freaking out get him for a bag it's of like my favorite player a bucket of baseballs <laughs> like how is this going to go so Gleyber Torres Performing really well. Keep keep it up. Uh, before I hop into mine, I will have to say, I'm not going to put his season so far above his 2019 season, but I do genuinely think there's a good possibility this could be the best Glaber Torres we've seen at the end of the year. Because I know his batting average is 259, but the dude is slugging 520. I mean... He's killing the ball right now, and he he has two. He's accumulated Rob two point three WAR. I feel like he didn't even do that last year. Um, he's oh, he playing definitely a, didn't do it last yeah, year. He's playing a very good second base for the. All right, maybe very good's a slight stretch, but he's playing a very serviceable second base. Formidable. He makes some errors that make me want to smash my head sometimes, but <laughs> it's fine. He, yeah, but he's he's also mashing the baseball. That's all that matters. He just learned how to hit again, dude. He hadn't hit since 2019. Said 2022 come around. All right, I guess I'll hit again. So appreciate that. Best lady. case scenario, dude. That's your DH in a playoff series. Yeah, or wherever you want to put him. Because I, I do think in a playoff series, they probably end up putting DJ at third and 
Glaber at second. I don't know. That's a long time away, though. But, yeah, DH works, too. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I Your best defensive lineup is definitely Donaldson at third. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I, I, I would have to – I would hope that they would do that. I know – Yeah, I mean, I'm also in a series, they'd probably mix-match both of it. They'd have DJ at third half the time and then DH Donaldson the other half or DH Glaber the other yeah, half. But yeah. I don't know. He's he's damn good, dude. I was freaking out after 11 games at the beginning of the year, and the dude legitimately to me looks like one of the best second basemen in the American League currently. The 130 OPS plus raking. Yeah, he deserves all-star votes for sure. Yeah. Uh, dude, I got to go with Anthony Rizzo, obviously, in this one. Um, three, four hits, so he is four for seven uh, in these three games. He had two homers, five RBIs. He had three walks, dude. I mean, he basically got on base every time. He got out three times. Um, Anthony Rizzo, they drew, made him in a lab. To become the perfect Yankee once he left Chicago and hit in the middle of Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. Um, Anthony Rizzo, Tony, first baseman, New York Yankees, Savage of the Series, Tyler. Gabagool. Um, <laughs> Gabagool. Um, all right. MVPs is sucking for this series. They stink. Back to back, except coming from me this time, I'm going Miguel Castro. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, didn't really look good in this. Um, that's that's what I'm just gonna go with Miguel Castro, just not really expecting a whole lot, but just to be more consistent again is fine. Just a bad week, we'll chalk it up to that. If we have to go further with him, hopefully not, but that is what it mm-hmm. is. Ah, uh, dude, I could literally be so rude right now. Don't know if I want to though. Very I th- rude, I could be. I think you should do it. As as good of a year, dude, as he's having. It goes to Wandy for me. One inning, gave up a big three-run shot. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the inning right after uh, Marwin and uh, Hagee went back-to-back. Um, yes, it was. That That's it. I mean, I think you're very good, Wandy, but, you know, don't want to give up three runs, huh? Nah, can't have that. Can't have that. So, Yankees take the last, what is it now, six series that they've played in? The um, last 500 series. <laughs> It feels like um, now we head to the Trop tomorrow for three games, and then the Houston Astros come for a four-game set in the Bronx, so they will be delighted with booze. Uh, now <laughs> this weekend will be appropriate for FL Tuve chance. Is will be appropriate, <laughs> not not when we're playing like the it's r- still co- it's still kind of corny now, dude. But I, I hate them. No, it's I mean, Just well, yeah, it's only corny because of what ha- how they do it when he's not there. Like if they did it, yeah, that's ridiculous. If they did it, if they if Yankee fans, which obviously they're going to be fans that just do it because they just want to be, I don't even know how to describe them. But the if if like they were consistent and they're like we only boo Jose Altuve when he's in the stadium, then it would be a perfect chant. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just so it's, it's just horrible now. when they do it when he's not in the stadium. It's just very cringe. It's yeah, as if that's just I don't even think those people are. Yankees it's fans. as if it's when the up. it's as if when Red Sox fans are playing like they played the Cardinals this last week. If they're making an F Yankees chant, or if the Mets are playing not 
the Yankees and they do a F Yankees chant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just corny. Um, but we play Tampa, Houston, and then we play against Oakland back at the stadium. Uh, one more game against Houston at Houston, which is weird. That'll be a good game because it's chalked up to be um, Cole versus Verlander, dude. Yeah. That'll be good. Ex, ex-teammates, dude. Do we – Oh no, we we do played Verlander. I was gonna say like, Se- Sevy Verlander. Uh, Sevy Verlander. Friday. Yeah. Um, oh, we miss, we miss we miss Cole Verlander two times by by one start. Um, yeah. But we got Cole Nestor and Monty going against uh, Tampa. Finally, play the Red Sox against uh, b- yep. back in July. So I cannot wait for those series. I'm going to one of Cincinnati them. mixed in there too. You're going to one of these in Fenway? Not at Fenway. And uh, oh. I'm trying. I was trying. Um, I, I was looking at possibly going this sometime because I know they'll play in later August or September or something. So I may try and venture down or up I think there I'm going for to, me. Yeah, I think I'm going to two of those in in Fenway. Oh, yeah, July. it's been a while since you've been going Eighth, to games. Nine. Dude, I haven't been to a game at all this year. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Not terrible, but I mean, you know, I'm deep. I'm deep in uh, almost Boston. You gotta, you gotta. Uh, so I gotta wait for them to be here. You, you gotta be able to see them a, a good amount of times when they're this good in person. Because exactly, it's just, uh, you're seeing great stuff. You know, I move out there in what is it? Six weeks now, so I'll have some time to make it up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so that's it for episode 97 of the Four Train Savages podcast. Um, as always, be sure to subscribe, leave us a rate and review. Head over to Instagram, follow us at Four Train Savages. Head over to Twitter at Four Savages. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Really appreciate it if you guys could do that for us. Um, helps the pod grow, helps us gain a bigger audience, and helps us uh, continue the conversation. Um, all right, that's it for episode 97. We'll catch you guys on 98.